And welcome back to the last half hour of Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am your host, Jacobus Holloway. I, I did get a quick email from somebody who uh, Dr. Stowe says that, let me see here. She says something. The website for the stowefoundation.org does not point to a clinic or way to be in touch with someone provide, providing therapies. Could you give that information again or get more information about the clinic from Dr. Stowe? And they said it was a wonderful show. It was Alberta. It's oh, under construction right now. Okay. And you get uh, information. The quickest way is to send an email to info at the org. Okay. So just info at the org. Send out a quick email. Uh, you can also call the Stowe Foundation's uh Phone number 817-236-2010. Okay. And then uh, somebody from the foundation will get back uh, in touch with you because we're undergoing a lot of uh, renovation at the clinic as well. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Um, we're in kind of that transition between uh, building the, you know, finishing and out the build out to turn it into a center for regenerative medicine and distributing the information that we can do uh, now, so the, the the best way is to actually send an email to info at the stowefoundation dot org, or to uh, call the Stowe Foundation's uh, phone number. Okay, well that is uh, that's good. Thank you very much for that. I have a uh, email. We're going to go through a couple email callers. I know you have waited. Uh, we're going to get to the caller who has been on for about ten minutes in just a moment, and then the other caller who just called in will get to you following. Uh, some questions for Dr. Stowe. With regards to diabetes, both type 2 as well as type 1, is Dr. Stowe aware of Dr. Gabrielle Cousins' methods of treating diabetics with raw foods, using a diet approach in conjunction with Dr. Stowe therapies to treat the cause of the problem as well as the symptomatic aspects? Uh, is this something that would be a collaborative effort to investigate? There's a real simple answer to that question. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Gabrielle's techniques are addressing the P of the Pitt syndrome, the poor nutritional aspects. That's right. And in fact, we take that whole concept of using raw foods. Now, sometimes we still recommend steaming vegetables and things of that nature because a lot of times diabetics have compromised intestinal tracts, and raw foods can be a little hard to digest until you start to see some improvements. Okay. So we, we do, you know, slight alterations for that, but we also do um, a lot of blood tests to determine what food sensitivities uh, that the patient might have. In other words, broccoli might be beneficial for a lot of people, but it could be a highly sensitive food for a diabetic. Okay. Um, everybody's genetic code predisposes them to have preferences for even certain types of food. So we do a, a blood test that can determine their food sensitivities, and then we match the raw food or the whole food diet to their sensitivities. So we, we take it even one step further. Okay, good point. The second question from this email is, is Dr. Stowe aware of Dr. Amit Patel using stem cell therapy to treat heart disease? 
Yeah, he recently moved from the University of Pittsburgh to the University of Utah, and he's using, uh, he in, actually injects the stem cells into the outer layers of the, of the heart tissue, and he's using hematopoietic adult stem cells captured from the bone marrow. Uh, I'll be, uh, at some point in time, I'm going to visit with Dr. Patel and see if I can't get him to switch over to using the bone marrow concentrate. So we're, we're very familiar. He's been a pioneer uh, in the work of, uh, and uh, one of the things that we'll also visit about is the, the fix tends to be temporary unless you get rid of the underlying heart disease process. The stem cells only grow some new heart tissue, and he's been very successful about helping people with chronic heart failure mm-hmm. that have very, very weak hearts. But you still, if it's going to become a permanent fix, have to get rid of the chronic inflammation that led to the chronic heart failure. Okay. And so Dr. Patel is a true pioneer. He's done some remarkable work. Uh, we have at the, at the level of the Stowe Foundation a Dr. Nabil Deeb, um, who's also a, a pioneering expert in, in adult stem cells. And we're going to hope at some point in time uh, to even sit down and support Dr. Patel's work uh, with some of the things that are evolving out of, the, out of the Stowe Foundation. The third question on this email is, we have a friend who has had multiple surgeries on her intestine to remove sections as treatment for Crohn's disease. Does Dr. Stowe know of anyone using stem cell therapy to treat the digestive system successfully? This was all questions by Dan. Uh, There are people looking into it. uh, To my knowledge, um, oh, I got to think. The answer to the question is yes, and John Hopkins comes to mind. Johns Hopkins? Yeah, John Hopkins comes to mind as people that are trying to. But there again, you need to focus on the Crohn's before you transplant the stem cells. That's right. That is a, that's a good point that you bring up. It is indeed about the, uh, first of all, healing. Uh, uh, before you reinsert it, make sure you are fighting the diseased uh, tissue. Because they're removing the colon because it's infected. I, I'm 100% convinced that Crohn's disease is caused by a viral infection. Huh. Or could it also be by an allergy to, for example, wheat or gluten? Oh, yes. That accelerates the process. Okay. All chronic illnesses uh, are the same thing. It all depends on what sets up the chronic inflammation. Yes. But every chronic illness is given a name once we know where the chronic inflammation is attacking. So if it attacks your pancreas, we call it pancreatitis. If it attacks your joints, we call it arthritis. If it attacks your cartilage in your joints, we call it osteoarthritis. If, we, if it attacks your heart, we call it pericarditis. Okay. And so all of these things are exactly the same thing, it, and they're all a combination of some type of infection triggering the inflammatory response of the immune system then being accelerated by the presence of toxins, whether those be food toxins like gluten for certain people or whether they're heavy metals like mercury, arsenic, lead, cadmium. I see. Hmm. But they're all exactly the same thing. It takes both. It takes the underlying pathogen to trigger the inflammatory response of the immune system 
that then becomes sustained by the free radical pathology generated by the toxins. So you have to do both. You have to get rid of the underlying infection. You have to get rid of the underlying toxin. Mm, Okay. And then you have to improve your nutritional status so that the body has the wrong ingredients (laughs) that are required to repair the body. You have to get rid of the stress factor so the immune system can actually operate. And you have to deal with the, the physical traumas and a lot of times that's the best application of surgery. For example, sometimes it would be good for a growth patient to go in and get rid of the inflamed. He's not going to get better until you do that. Right, because it, the body is fighting so hard to fight an infection, it takes away from rebuilding all the tissue. Correct. And I so see. the surgical part is a good thing to do, but it's not the cure for Crohn's. That's if you're not right. doing the other things, you're just spitting in the wind. That's right, because then the infection will go somewhere else and, and affect another part of your body. Correct. And then you have to deal with the emotional traumas of life because emotional trauma controls your endocrine system, and your endocrine system controls all your hormones and steroids. Yeah. So if you're not dealing with the emotional traumas of life, you're not dealing with stress, you're still not going to get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm saying it's system analysis. You have to do all of the above. But we have experts out there in dealing with emotional traumas. We have stress experts. We have nutritional experts. We have infectious disease specialists. We have environmental toxins experts. We have carcinogen experts. But they don't talk to each other. I was just going to say, the only problem is they won't talk to each other. They're all into their own little ego uh, thing. That's correct. And they all feel they all have the cure. The body is too complex with body, mind, and spirit to only tweet one thing. You have to look at the entire thing, and you have to understand the history of the individual. And you have to understand uh, what the individual has been exposed to in their life to, un- to fully understand what, the, uh, what may be one of, one of the contributing causes or the, one of the triggering causes uh, of, of the disease. So what I do is I go out and recruit all of these experts. Yes. And make them research associates of the Stowe Foundation. Yes. Use the oldest thing in the world. I bribe them with money. <laughs> <laughs> to come and, and, into makes, the fold. and it makes you look good. Makes me look good. <laughs> but they're doing something that I'm interested in. But I want to make what they're doing part of a comprehensive protocol. Yeah, but you have you have done uh, you have spearheaded and researched yourself so much. I mean, that's why you, you and I are talking uh, because uh, there is no there is no surprise question for you. It seems like you know everybody. I have a third question for you, Dr. Stowe. Oh, no, another email for you. The last email before we go to our live callers. This is an email by Di, and she says, My doctor wants to remove my thyroid because my thyroid is full of nodules. Is this the only way to resolve this problem of having nodules in the thyroid? Thank you for your help. Uh, It would be the only way known to uh, conventional medicine. That is the standard of care because the, nobody has had the financial resources to test getting rid of things like ovarian cysts and cysts on the thyroid Yes. Um, using comprehensive immune therapy. But by, but by and large, the way to, to do that would be to go see somebody, go see a holistic physician that's in tune with uh, bioidentical human hormones and get on a good uh, uh, hormone therapy program. Because often a thyroid problem starts with an estrogen imbalance. Or Correct. Estrogen and progesterone imbalance. Okay, good point. So 
uh, Di, I hope that gives you enough answer to do a little bit more research on uh, the imbalance in your in in other hormones. And and don't forget uh, and now and and let me ask you then, uh, Doctor Stowe, because the parathyroid is so close to the uh, to the thyroid, uh, just behind it. Is it possible that these nodules nodules are actually related to the parathyroid? Uh, yes, it's possible, but they even if they're not, they could be putting pressure on the parathyroid, so you're also getting imbalances in, in the parathyroid just from the pressure that's being exerted by the nodule. Which are then, of course, could, uh, call, could uh, affect uh, 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 healthy bones because of the absorption of calcium in the bones uh, osteo- for osteoporosis. Correct. And, it, and the nodules could be also interfering with the receipt from the the thyroid gland is is regulated by the uh, pituitary. pituitary. Yes. And the nodules could be interfering with the thyroid receiving the pituitary signals. Uh Aha, the TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone. Right, and along with human growth hormone. Correct. And so looking at... uh, uh, things that would boost up, uh, you call them adaptogenic herbs. So seeing and, uh, you know, somebody who understands adaptogenic herbs, Mm -hmm. which make the different systems of the endocrine uh, work better, but probably the best thing in the world is going to be get on a real strong detoxification program. Okay. Using what's known as clathrating agents. Can you spell that, please? Yeah. C-L-A-T-H-R-A-T-I-N-G, clathrating agents. Okay. And that's uh, things like the most natural form of clathrating agent is humic and uh, fulvic. Oh, the fulvic uh, acid. Yes. Oh, wow. And you probably carry that at your store. Uh, actually, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you need to. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to get... Uh, um, some of these functional food beverages, okay, um, you know that 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 have like the acai in it. Yeah, uh, we have all those. Okay, uh, then what you can, and acai, can no do one. is combine those with um, some fulvic acid, and you'll get a real strong clathrating agent. The other company that uh, produces some sublingual sprays that are clathrating agents is a place called Maxim, M-A-X-A-M. M-A-X-A-M. M-A-X-A-M, Maxim uh, Laboratories. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, if you, yep. And and you can find some really powerful uh, clathrating agents uh, in those. And if you combine clathrating agents with the, the fulvic acid, you'll get a deep tissue detoxification and those cysts and nodules are mainly uh, fatty tissue sequestering away toxins. Right, okay. Well, Daya, so she's probably got some, uh, when it involves the thyroid, you're probably talking about uh, chlorine and fluorine toxicity because wow. it's interfering with the iodine. I see. Uh-huh. Iodine is a halogen compound, and fluorine and chlorine uh, are the... Uh, base of most neurotoxins that's right and so you got to get rid of the chlorine and the fluorine compounds that have built up in the body 
that are generating the the free radicals. Okay. And you know that that so that's how you get rid of uh, of nodules is you detoxify the body and you get your hormones back in balance because the estrogen is a type of hormone that promotes rapid cell division. Yeah, but I understand, uh, you know, we keep calling it estrogen dominance, and I told somebody else, I said, what we should be calling it is progesterone deficiency. Correct. If we would have done that right from the get-go, I don't think we would have had as And many it's problems. also in women testosterone deficiency. Okay, okay. You know, and in men, it's aging because you become estrogen dominant because we don't, our fat cells produce a lot of estrogen, but fat cells don't produce testosterone. That's true. So being overweight is a major contributor to all of this because the more fat cells that you have, the more estrogen you produce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not balanced by progesterone, by testosterone. And so you absolutely have to supplement with bioidentical human hormones. Yeah. Otherwise, your entire endocrine system is going to be out of balance. Yes. And when you throw in some things like emotional traumas, which send neurotransmitters to the hypothalamus, which sends signals over to the pituitary. The pituitary is going to rev up your thyroid, your adrenal glands, and your ovaries to gear up for the fight because you're now in an anxiety state. You're going to produce all the wrong hormones (laughs) Mm. and all the wrong steroids. Yes. And so uh, you have to balance. You have to counteract that, or you have an a body that has lost its ability to repair itself. You have weakened the immune system. Yeah. And then you get things like cysts growing on your thyroid or cysts growing on your ovaries mm. or growing on your pituitary. Yeah. But we have specialists in those. So the even just seeing an endocrinologist isn't going to do you any good because he's going to send you to the endocrinologist who understands the thyroid. Yes. <laughs> Well, I know that minutes are ticking away, and we have a couple of callers on hold. Let's uh, get to our callers. Caller number one, uh, your name, please. How can we help you? Yeah, this is Steve. Steve. Hi, Steve. How are you doing, Jacob? Doing well, thank you. Uh, my question is this. In uh, bioimmune studies, what they found is that the natural killer cells, we should have about a count of about 150, and a lot of people today are down to the 10s and 20s. If you drop below 10, supposedly you have cancer. And I was wondering if the uh, uh, vaccinations, seems like the natural killer cells are there, but they kind of have Alzheimer's, and they don't do their job. Does vaccinations, in your opinion, put those to sleep? Or, or what is the problem there? You know, uh, well, well, the problem is the vaccines only work if you've got a healthy immune system to begin with. And if you've got a healthy immune system to begin with, you don't really need the vaccine. Yeah, but a lot of children get vaccines uh, within uh, within three weeks that they're after being born. There's nobody they get them right them. out of the birth canal. You get the hepatitis V, <laughs> hepatitis B vaccine. Yes. Here, here's what's happening. Um, I'll give you my personal opinion on vaccines. Um, and I, someday the Stowe Foundation is going to launch a major study on this, but there's only so much money to go around. I happen to be of the opinion that uh, vaccines, we know in adults, vaccines induce 
inflammation. That's why you get the achy joints, you get the low-grade fever. So we know that vaccines are, are inducing a small amount of inflammation. Mm-hmm. That's a very dangerous thing to do to a child because the fetal brain develops from birth until the age of six, and it's undergoing rapid development from birth until age three, introducing even a small amount of inflammation into the child's body has the potential to create brain damage. So I, and I think we got off to, onto the wrong foot when we decided to study the mercury content of vaccines mm-hmm. because it's the inflammatory response of the immune system that's the danger, and that's never been studied. And I think if you get a, a small amount of, of brain damage, you, you have an ADD kid. If you get a large amount, you get Asperger's. And if you have an even larger amount, you get autistic children. Wow. And I think that is, uh, I, I, and that's an unstudied, and that's just a hypothesis on my part, but I think if we would really look at the immune system and how the inflammatory response occurs in response to a vaccine, people would have to say, you know what, Dr. Stowe, you may have a point. Maybe we ought to study that. Nobody has ever studied a childhood vaccine. Well, it's not just about a childhood vaccine, but if you look at this whole issue with swine flu, the CDC says we have a vaccine ready within six, seven weeks. I mean, there is no studies done on it unless they've produced it a long time ago and are finally ready to release it. Uh, you, you cannot just uh, uh, let everybody get vaccinated on something that hasn't even been properly studied. If they demand studies from any, everything else, like from your clinic, for example, yes. how can they come out with a vaccine in six, seven weeks? They, they never study any vaccines they because don't. The- the, the vaccine is only as effective as they've been able to mimic the virus that's going to be the problem. Huh. But if they don't mimic the virus very well, doesn't do any good to take it. <laughs> yes, that's true. This past year was a classic example of that. Even the CDC came out and said the vaccine's only effective in about 60% of the people, 40% of the people that were giving it. In yes. 60% of the people getting it, it wasn't effective at all because it didn't match the <laughs> strain of flu that was coming through the country. Yeah. We have sadly enough come to the end of the program, Dr. Stowe. Uh, there was a caller who wanted to get in. Caller, if you're still listening to the program, which we hope you do, by all means, send an email to info at thestowefoundation.org. Info at thestowefoundation.org. Tell them that you listen to my show that you couldn't get your question in. And I know that Dr. Stowe will do his best to answer your call uh, or your email ASAP. Is that possible, Dr. Stowe? Oh, absolutely. Okay, we'll do that, and we'll give everybody else the chance to do that. Please also check out his website and see what you can have available for a great organization like the Stowe Foundation to support his work. Dr. Stowe, all the best to you. Thank you so much for being here. We're looking forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye, folks. See you next week. See you in two weeks.